All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Lee's Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Hey, what's going on? We're back in the mix for a Tuesday presented by Batano. It's the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. And Rosie, two words today, human eraser. Back in the mix for the third time on this show. How are you, buddy? Good dude. Yeah, the humanoid showed up, begging to come on the show. He loves it. And uh, well, we had to work late last night, but we got it in the can, don't we? We did have it in the can. There's a lot to discover, a lot to talk about. Luke Shen's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Got to talk about the Stanley Cup final as well. But I want to get your take on the Matthew Kachuk hit on Jack Eichel. Seems to be getting a lot of conversation in the hockey world today. Um, aside the fact that there were 11 misconducts handed out. I want to get your thoughts on that. But first, the Matthew Kachuk hit on Jack Eichel. Well, I mean, if anyone's like, well, was this clear? Like, we're, we're so used to going to, was this suspendable? Was this clear? Like, it's, it's hit hockey. It's the playoffs. This is an absolutely unbelievable hit. And my favorite part about it, to be honest, is Eichel's comments afterwards. He goes, yeah, lost my footing. And you can tell he toe picks and... And there's no worse feeling than than going north and kind of losing your footing. If you don't have your edge, that's like your safety. That's your strength. That's your core there. 
where you can plant that edge and you can stand up to a hit. And if you lose that and you're falling forward and there's a guy coming into you to fold you in half, it's an ugly feeling. And and he had that there, but he took it like a champ. It is what it was. Great hit by Tachuk. Big boy, open ice. Not a goddamn thing wrong with it. Just beautiful. And I love, like I said, Eichel getting back up, getting back in the game. Afterwards, he said it was a great hit. It was a big hit. I lost my edge. Nothing wrong with it. This is the playoffs. Love that response. What did you think of all the misconducts last night, too? And ESPN, of course. <laughs> I think they were throwing it out a little little easily. I mean, fuck, you know, they're trying to do their things. The game's out of hand. I get it. The refs are making sure it doesn't turn into a gong show, but uh, just throwing out 10s and everything like crazy, whatever. It is what it is. Game was out of hand, and, you know, you know, Florida's going to do some shit to maybe try to – to try to get something going for the next game, get something churned and make something happen, get those guys off their game, get one of them to take a misconduct or a suspension or whatever. That's just what happens when the frustration sets in. And yeah, they're throwing out misconducts like crazy, trying to keep it under control. I guess it's understandable. First and foremost, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Again, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, please subscribe right now at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it a bit later on. But for now, let's get over the boards. So as mentioned, the Stanley Cup final, and again, we talked about this ad nauseum, especially when the Leafs were eliminated in five games by the Florida Panthers. Were they a team of destiny? Well, we sit here through two games in the Stanley Cup final. It is 2-0 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Aiden Hill's been tremendous. Jonathan Marshall has been great. You mentioned Jack Eichel's been fantastic. And the Golden Knights, lo and behold, Rosie, are two wins away from a first Stanley Cup. Yeah, they are. They look good, man. My goodness. It looks like, uh, you know, Florida's lost a little bit of steam. Their Smythe contender hasn't exactly picked up in this series where he left off. But um, I don't know. A guy that plays in the league sent me a screenshot of the Golden Knights roster and the size of them. And he goes, you win with big bad teams and it is just six four six three six one six two six foot six five all the way down the roster it's unbelievable how big and imposing they are and when you got your big boys running and everyone's playing together they are a force to be reckoned with and i think that's why you know this destiny laden team in the in the florida panthers is on their heels right now um to win both at home that's exactly what vegas needed to do and I imagine Panthers are, are reeling right now to get things back on track and, and hopefully have a change of of pace at home. But Bobrovsky's got to be better. I would put him in. I would keep him in. I mean, I can't believe like Maurice didn't didn't lead with yeah, I'm going with my guy. He didn't put his his confidence in him. He said, yeah, I'm going to be stewing over that for two days, knowing saying that I might make a change or Bobber might be done. But it's kind of hard to say you play that good. And literally, without Bobrovsky, they're not in this position. They're just not. You have to have all things go right. I know how well that team's playing and, and X, Y, Z. But to, to say that, you know, a couple of soft ones, I know he didn't have his best stuff uh, to start this series. But to not be like, He's our guy. He's the reason we're here. I'm going back to him and, and giving that confidence was kind of surprising to me. As someone who is uh, fluent in sarcasm, I can tell you profoundly that it will be Sergei Bobrovsky and Paul Maurice is merely being sarcastic because I saw a quote on oh, social media as well from, yeah, 
I, I saw a quote as oh, well. Okay, that he, makes more sense. <laughs> he was a bit shocked that the question was even asked. He did one of like those, like it, it's he's going to Bobrovsky, and he said the guy's been oh, something okay. to the effect of uh, outrageously good for the last like two months. It's going to be Bobrovsky, but I could see like oh, you're not good. the only one to take that away. But uh, I'm sarcastic as hell. That's why. Yeah, shit, that makes more sense because as he started to a- answer the question, I thought he was going to say, are you kidding me? He's our guy. And then he goes, I'm going to be stewing over that for two days. And I'm like, what, dude? What are you doing? And I, I was kind of yeah. on in the background. So I was like, wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Good thing. It's sarcasm. That yeah. makes a lot more sense from a guy like Paul Maurice, one of my favorite coaches in the NHL right now. Oh, the absolute best. And uh, yeah, it'll be Sergey Bobrovsky. Aiden Hill's been a phenomenal story. And I even wondered from a Conn Smythe look, plus 1,100 for Aiden Hill entering the series. And I think it's getting juicier, especially with it being a bit of a popularity contest. And we love that Michael Layton type story. Aiden Hill sort of coming out of nowhere, especially when Laurent Boisois got that, went down, I should say, against the Edmonton Oilers. The next thing you know, he is two wins away from a Stanley Cup and free agency a couple uh, weeks away as well. Ivan Barbish has been fantastic. So we'll see if there's a response from the Florida Panthers. An extra day off Thursday is game three of that series in Sunrise. Meantime, Rosie, for the first time in four years, the UFC is returning to Canada. Saturday, June 10th, Rogers Arena in Vancouver, UFC 289. Bantamweight champion Amanda Nunes will put her title on the line against Irene Aldana. In total, six Canadians have been added to the card headlined by Burlington, Ontario's Mike Malott. He's taken on American Adam Fugit. Uh, Malad, who's a Dana White contender series signee, is widely considered the top rising fighter in Canada right now. This marks the sixth UFC event in Vancouver. Additionally, this is the first power... um, Why do I want to say PowerPoint or power play? This is the first PPV in Vancouver pay-per-view. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. In Vancouver in nine years, UFC 174, June 14th, uh, 2014. So it's been a while. Looking forward to the weekend, some UFC and some some banging and bashing out there, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be cool. My feed has some MMA stuff pop up in it once in a while. And uh, Jesus, there's some bruisers out there. And I like how the women are getting involved, too. There's some absolute killers. I think the the way was paved by Ronda Rousey at one point in time. And, and she paved the way for some of those girls to get trained up and just be absolute beasts out there. So hats off to everyone in Vancouver. That'll be a good show. Yeah, Ronda kicks some absolute ass. She's in WWE right now. It's a bit different, obviously, but back in her heyday, man, she was unreal. Just watching a Ronda match, it was like just, it was quick. It it was very, very quick, Mm -hmm. and it was over. Um, So a lot of heavy lifting ahead. So Bradshaw Living now in the mix as the new GM of this team. I want to go over some of the UFAs, and I think it goes perfectly with today's guest. But some of the UFAs, who you would look at bringing back, who you'd look at moving uh, on from, so you got Luke Shen, Eric Kessison, Justin Hall in the back end, Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, Zach Aston Reese, Michael Bunting, David Kampf, Alex Kerfoot, and Wayne Simmons. Uh, who are some of the guys that you would look at in terms of UFAs to keep and move on from? Well, I mean, I think we're gonna mention it here in the uh, in the interview. How you know he Luke doesn't tell show his hand too much about what's going on behind the scenes, but you'd like to think that the way things went with him, uh, big bruising defenseman, kind of solidified the back end, being a little bit softer and toughened it up, and and got some veteran presence back there to kind of complement Geo. And you know, Geo was slowing down a little bit there during the playoffs, so he was a great addition. I would like to see him signed up. I mean, honestly, Justin Hall. Uh, um, it's not Halsey's fault. It's not, you know, he's a six defenseman, whatever, but they play him sometimes like a number two guy. And I mean, we've been on it at nauseum on this show about how many, 
how many times he's costed the team single-handedly, right? And that's just devastating at the, at this level. And you'd think that they'd back off his minutes and the head scratcher. And it's not Justin Hall's fault at all is, is why do they keep putting him in that position? Why is he out there with a minute left in a one goal game? Like when he's the most, you know, the biggest liability on the defense core, it's, it's a head scratching and we need to move away from that. You can't afford to have that down the stretch. So I'd like to get someone a little bit solider back there. Um, whether you let him go for nothing in my, in my opinion, he's, he's, you know, maybe not set up for this league quite yet. He does do some good things, but his mistakes are just too massive. We've talked about it. I, I, I wouldn't love to see him not be on the roster next year. No offense to him, but they used him so improperly, I believe. And, uh, you know, I want to, I'm more interested in who we, who we bring in. Can you move some of those guys? Like I want them to fix the problem. Again, it's tough to quantify what the problem is. And if you're thinking the core four is the problem, I don't know if it's likely to happen. But looking at the UFC, UFAs, Luke Shen's a guy profoundly I look at bringing back. He wants to come back. It just makes a lot of sense in my world. Even a guy like Nola Chari, I think, could do some damage in the bottom six. David Kampf, I think, has had some really, really good, strong years with the Maple Leafs. Ultimately, it'll come down to price tag for him. And uh, Ryan O'Reilly, we both know how we feel about the player. I think, I happen to think he was banged up for the majority of his tenure, maybe with the least. Maybe he wasn't, uh, but I think he has another gear. And I think to get a full training camp, a full year under his belt with the Maple Leafs, I think would pay dividends, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So if the term and the money makes sense for Ryan O'Reilly, I don't know if it would work financially. That's a guy I would zone in on and say, hey, he makes too much sense to bring back. But ultimately, um, two sides have to dance here and we'll see what happens. But again, Ryan O'Reilly is a guy I would, I would circle in on. Yeah, I, I would like to see uh, a full year of him in a Maple Leafs uniform. I don't want to maybe commit, you know, three, four years to him at, at high money. You can get yourself in a jam, but just say, hey, do you want to play here for a year or two? Um, here's a reasonable amount of money and just see what he can do with it. And, you know, maybe have... I don't know, some bonuses attached to it if you can. Uh, they can't even, I don't even know what you can do anymore with the cap. It seems like they're so handcuffed, but yeah. it'd be nice to see him in a Leafs uniform and see how he can lead that team and, and be part of moving forward because I do like the cut of his jib and his leadership qualities. Absolute stud and man rocket, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, for now, though, Rosie, we've been teeing up uh, all show long, first 15 minutes or so. Our interview with Luke Shen, so we caught up with a two-time Stanley Cup champion on Monday night, so alert Rosie is having and welcome today our interview as promised with none other than the human eraser luke shen what have you been doing lately buddy give us the rundown thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having me back on uh lately it honestly it's uh just we went back to vancouver after toronto got packed up in toronto went back to vancouver for a couple weeks and uh Got the kids back into school and just a couple of little activities we had them signed up for before I got traded. And then uh, in the meantime, we were just packing the house up. Uh, lots of moving and packing lately and uh, yeah, getting everything lined up. And now we're back in Kelowna. Just been here for about two days. So feels like summer's finally, you know, kicking off now. So the worst thing about being a pro hockey player in my memory was packing the family up twice a year at least. And that's if you know where you're going and you go home afterwards and you've done it so much lately that I don't think people understand what it would take to pack up a family of five and just literally with all your possessions and hit the road. And it's terrible, but it probably makes you want to put some roots down somewhere to finish off your career. 
you know what? Yeah. We, well, you know, the moving, I think I didn't even know how many times we moved. If I were to guess in the last five or six years, probably eight or nine times. I mean, we'd have to probably go back and tally, but it's been a lot. And um, yeah, when you start adding kids into the mix, it's fine when it's just you and your whatever wife at the start, or maybe you throw in one kid, but when you start having multiple, it's uh, you know, it gets a little bit, a little bit much, you know, you're just hauling everything from, as you know, everything to do with kids and uh, yeah, it's just, you, you can't trouble light anymore. So, and, and then in, on top of that, you know, we did it in the midst of uh, having a newborn. Right. So yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy hectic times. And yeah, I mean, uh, be nice to settle down somewhere for sure uh, for, for a few years. For the record, uh, Rosie is sipping in some vino, but we're recording this interview on Monday night, so don't got any ideas about. No, what that's just how you start your day in Old Alberta. You should have surprised. It's it's uh, not a little spice <laughs> captain or something you got going there, Rosie. For breakfast. I can't even pronounce my hometown's uh, name of my Olds? town, so don't even try. But uh, I'm supposed to be on the golf course right now, but you keep begging to come on our show, so I got to work late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went. That's exactly how it went. Day two into my summer. I'm hey Jay, can I get on your show? Hey man. You we we're the Luke Shen insider. So we appreciate your time, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh great to catch up with you once again. Uh, now that I've had a chance to sort of decompress uh, you know, everything that transpired. What what was that run like back with the Toronto Maple Leafs this year? Yeah, it was great. I mean, obviously it ended shorter than we all would have liked. And I think we definitely had a team that, you know, could have gone a lot further and you know, at the end of it, looking back, you run into unbelievable goaltending and give Florida credit. Um, you know, they, they played real well as a team and they're kind of, you know, playing the right way in their game was, was really good heading into playoffs and obviously see what they did with Boston and, and for us against two, they, you look at the, like I said, the goaltending there, it was, it was at a historical rate there, I think for a little bit. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, but looking back personally at my time there, it was crazy going back full circle, obviously start my career there. Um, you know, it was obviously ups and downs being such a young guy and probably a little bit naive to the whole situation of what it meant to wear the blue and white and, you know, how to handle those ups and downs and coming back all these years later with, you know, the career and, you know, bumps along the road and the highs and lows and to kind of come back, um, and get that opportunity again. It was, uh, it was pretty surreal. I, I've had thought about it at times and obviously you never really think it's going to be a reality and to come full circle, it was really special. And, uh, I just really enjoyed it a lot more than I think too, than I did earlier on, not to say I didn't enjoy it, but I just, I feel like you have a better appreciation for it. So it was pretty cool. And to come back there, like I said, with, uh, you know, you, the first time you go around, you're a young guy and you're kind of just taking it all in and you're, you know, enjoying the city a little bit more and coming back this time with the family. It was a whole new experience. And uh, yeah, it was just crazy how time flies. Atta boy, Lucas. Well, and now that you've had time to process and <laughs> all the other, would you say your chance of re-signing with them is like 100% or like 110% or where are we at here? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't know, Jay. I might have to hire you for my agent. You can give me some inside track here. I would, would you ever... I would work the phones hard for you. <laughs> I would. That's a good idea, What would your idea, pitch buddy? be, Rosie? What would your pitch be? Oh, man. It would be a highlight reel massacre. <laughs> like, I would play Wendell Clark uh, All Heart, that YouTube thing, except... Oh, that's the best video Wendell of all time. Oh, I, I just play, I would just do that for you, and I'd play it for GMs, and I'd be like, you know what my fucking number is, and I'd walk out, and it'd be hilarious. It'd be a bidding war. Not to not to mention the off ice too. What a guy can bring to the to the uh, team dinners and getting the boys together, all that sort of. Yeah, that's as big a part of it as anything, right? And you and I sat together on the plane. We, you got you got to be able to hot stove with the boys too, right? Luke, your training's <laughs> gonna suffer this summer, but you know what? At your age, it's just throw it out the window, anyways, man. You're ready to go. You know what to do. You just need some flex all and a coffee, and away you go. Buddy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know that was your routine, right? So, uh, yeah, no, actually, you know, you're 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 the you're the king of getting on the foam roll and cracking your tea spine. I know that you throw that into the mix with your coffee. If I loosen hey, up hey. those SI joints, look the fuck out. It's funny. Uh, it's funny we have you on, Shenner, because we had Brian Burke on last week, and and he, I don't know how the interview ended. It was really, really bizarre, and Rosie had no clue what he said, and I had no clue what he said. What did he say, Rosie? Have we figured that out yet? Oh, uh, Burke no, is a man. Oh, he's so awesome, man. Then he said something that I know was fucking something about oxygen. I couldn't hear you. Get him the oxygen or yeah. something. Fuck. But we couldn't hear it very good. And then he kind of just chuckled and like hit end. And we're like, what did he say? <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Man, Bert, Berkey, uh, I, I mean, obviously, you know, he was he was so good to me. I mean, he signed me back in the day and he traded me. But we've always kept in touch and we've always, um, you know, texted and every time you know i'd go into an opposing building or he'd be on the road we'd always make sure he'd go over and say hello and um i, I don't know it was crazy when when i was uh in toronto there and i did that luke's troops we went to afghanistan together and oh, it was me, him and i and uh it was bubbles from trailer park boys and rick mercer like the rick mercer report and um well sir lisa laflam from like ctv the national and stuff and we went over to afghanistan on canada day and I had no idea what to expect. He, he had been over there before, but it was over there and it was, uh, it was July 1st, obviously. And he was the GM of the Leafs. So he was just working the phone all the time, like with the time change, everything too. And we were, the way it was set up, we were staying like on, on base there. And, uh, we were pretty much sharing, uh, like this little, little room. Like, I think it was like two little bunk beds and there was just me and Berkey. <laughs> 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 it was we so got the funny. Top bunk. 
Yeah, exactly. But no, he was so like, I just remember that. And I remember being like, how, you know, it was just like a wild situation. I look back at it, I'm like, how the hell did I end up, you know, taking part in that? And just, yeah, Berkey, he's the all time storyteller. I, I, uh, everyone, you know, loves to hear what he has to say. And uh, I'm sure he's always a great interview when you get him on. Hey, you always Lukey. seem to be tight with some of these GMs. And sorry to interrupt, Rosie. Well, uh, you know, Berkey, uh, Kyle Dubas, uh, you're a foodie. I got to ask you this. So you're a foodie. Um, what restaurant would you recommend? What kind of cuisine would you recommend to watch that whole saga unfold with Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas? What would you eat? Popcorn or something else? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, it wasn't this I, i'm not getting into this song like no i just you know what at the end of the day it was uh i am a foodie yes uh love love crushing uh and then get my hands on and but uh no i at the end of the day um you know hockey's one side of it and business is another another side of things and uh you know obviously from management standpoint coaches standpoint player standpoint you always you know it it you always think of the on ice thing. And at the end of the day, it's, it's on ice and it's off ice. So as players, we, we obviously don't know what would happen behind the scenes there, but um, obviously Kyle's a great hockey guy. And so is so is shiny They're They're both, uh, you know, have elite positions in the league and have been around a long time because of, uh, you know, how, how smart they are and, and how good they are, uh, you know, thick in the game and, and, you know, leaders. So that's, uh, that's what I'll say on that. And, uh, Anyway, yeah, Luke, good stuff. Good stuff. Go. Yeah, I can't bury myself in that one. Good try, though, Nick. Thank you. Why would you? That. Why would you? But, Lukey, in all honesty, being in the position that you're in, coming off a spot where, you know, presumably things went pretty well for you personally, do you allow yourself to start thinking about the team and, and, and what's to come? And do you, are you paying attention or do you got to wait till you actually sign? You know where you're going, then your focus goes to that team, whatever it may be. I mean, like after the season, yeah, you always reflect and like think, you know, what you could have done differently, what you liked about your game, what you didn't like and kind of, you know, for me, I have a hard time. Like I, you know, you shut it off, but yet you always are kind of thinking about like the next season coming up or what I got to do to prepare for the next season. So it kind of, you know, it kind of doesn't escape ever. Like, I mean, I'm more, you know, back, uh, it's actually first day kind of getting back, you know, officially started training Been staying active, but back in the gym tomorrow and, you know, going to start skating the next week already. So you're always kind of thinking about it. I mean, from a team standpoint, it's hard to think about when you, you know, you, you aren't hundred percent sure where you're going to end up, but obviously, you know, whatever happens, you got to perform and, and play, you know, to what's expected. And for me personally, I mean, like my, my own mindset is, you know, try to continue to improve and get better. I, I know, you know, I'm getting older and that's kind of the one thing that, you know, people could always bring up, but I don't really care about the age aspect. I'm finding different ways to improve. And, um, every year there's, there's always something to work on. And, and, uh, that's kind of what I like about the whole, it's a grind and it's a challenge. And like, just, uh, that's what kind of keeps you you driven. And as soon as you lose that, I think it's probably when it goes stale and probably when it's time to hang them up. So personally, I think Rosie would be a terrible agent, but my cell phone would be, look at what I did with Quinn fucking Hughes. Look what I did with Morgan <laughs> Riley, dude. Like I, you know, again, I'll admit it. Like I was really, really impressed. They whipped you guys together in the postseason. You brought the best out of him. He brought the best out of you. And it was a perfect combo. Like that would be my cell point. So I want to ask you behind the scenes at this point in your career, what are you looking for? Uh, what will be some of like the determining factors if you get to market around free agency and you try to decide your future here with your family? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's different things to decide. I mean, it, it just depends, I guess, you know, you never know, like I, free agency can go 
I've been on the other side of it too, where, you know, it's, it's a little bit quieter for agency and you think that, you know, it's going to be a little bit uh, more glamorous than it is. There's, there's a certain amount of guys in the league that I think, you know, do pretty well. And the, the big top end guys, guys put up the big numbers and, and then there's, you know, some other guys that are kind of, uh, you know, wait to see what happens and see how things shake out. So I don't want to get too comfortable and say, you know, I, you know, put my, put anything ahead of, you know, the process of what's going to happen. But for sure, when you got a family, you look at all those situations as far as, um, you know, what would be a good spot, obviously, you know, family wise, but on top of that too, you obviously want to go to a good team um, that has a chance to, to be in the mix to, to win. And also, like you said, fit too, fits a big thing. Right. So um, obviously there's no guarantees who you're going to play with ever, but I mean, you kind of look at depth charts and decors and see potentially what could shake itself out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I really enjoyed, obviously, like you said, playing with, with, uh, Husey the last year and a half and, you know, really, really, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that you nice compliment to play, get the chance to play with him, a guy like, you know, Morgan too, as well, guys who are really good skaters and, you know, move the puck pretty well and, escape trouble with their feet and pretty good on the offensive and blue line. I mean, obviously those guys, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to get the chance to play with guys like that. We love it, Lukey. Well, hell, I don't think you're going to be tipping your hand too much about what's going on behind the scenes personally, but I have a feeling the Leafs are going to want you. And my advice as your pending agent <laughs> is to go back there, finish where it started. You got four, maybe five good years on that roster. And I have a feeling you're going to win a cup, my man. Oh, wow. That's bold prediction. I mean, you keep tipping those glasses of rouge back and anything, <laughs> anything will come to your brain. You never know. Keep drinking <laughs> those you, things, man, and make some calls. Hey, I am a professional and you just listen. All right. You do what I tell you. Thanks for I coming on, Luke. We appreciate it, buddy. Say hi to Jess and all those kids. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. See you, buddy. There you have it. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, Luke Shen. Uh, how many glasses of rouge did you have last night, bud? Just two, man. I just like talking to Lukey once in a while. We kind of come the show yeah. instead of doing the whole boring professional thing, which I think is more our stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, so we appreciate Luke coming on. Again, didn't tip his hand one way or another, but I'm with you, man. Like I think Toronto makes a lot of sense. Just the passion he played with, beating the wheels off Patrick Maroon, his buddies, like... Luke Shen's the type of guy, and you played with him. He will go through a wall for you. It doesn't matter who's on the other side, right? Yeah, he's solid, and they need more of that on the roster. I think that is the problem. Um, if they can get guys that are willing to play big in the playoffs, I think it's going to serve them well because ultimately it's no secret this team's hump is adjusting to playoff hockey, and the guys that get it done in the regular season kind of take it back two gears instead of cranking it into overdrive and you need that in the playoffs you're seeing it now the guys that step up huge and and play that playoff style hockey it's a harder style it's tougher it's meaner it's it's more intense it's more rugged you need to be able to adjust to that and the guys on this roster in the last years have not adjusted to it and it's why they haven't done well in the playoffs so if they can solve that problem um i think that's the direction they need to go in and and you definitely need to have guys like luke shen to step up and do that. So they got a guy that fits right there. Why wouldn't they be trying to, uh, to re-sign him? Very well said. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Tough night last night at Rogers uh, Center for Alec Manoa, the ace of the Toronto Blue Jays, who could be destined for Triple H. But onwards we move Triple H, Triple A, 
but onwards we move uh, to tonight's game, and it's Kevin Gosman, the showstopper. He's been phenomenal for this team. Hunter Brown going for the Houston Astros. I'm going to take a poke at the uh, the Jays' money line in this game. It just wins are so important this time of year for my money. I know it's just in mid-June here, but they need this one badly, and they need a response, and Kevin Gosman's been that answer all season long effectively. He is now the ace of the Toronto Blue Jays, so I'm putting my faith in Gosman tonight, Rosie. Yeah, he seems to be the dude. It's a nice time to jump on when he's pitching. I didn't realize Manoa dropped another one, man. He's been struggling, yeah. so hopefully the Jays can can put her on track here this time. He didn't just drop it. He got fucking pumped, dude. And they should have made this decision a month ago. Uh, you saw the name Ricky Romero, you know, trending on Twitter last night. Roy Halladay. Something is up big time with Alec Manoa. Maybe it's the pitch clock. Hasn't been the same guy since pitching against Seattle in the playoffs last year. But hopefully he figures it out. He has outstanding stuff. So we're going to take a peek at the uh, Leafs or the, the Blue Jays money line, I should say, against the Houston Astros tonight. Let's get to the chat. First and foremost, our apologies for a bit of the lag. If you got a, ba- a bit of a lag on the show today, we're working through some technical kinks, and we hope to figure that out in the next couple of weeks leading into next season, year two here of Leafs Morning Take. But a lot of conversation around Luke Shen, and rightfully so. Just love speaking to the guy. That was the third time we had him on. Of course, you have a good friendship and a relationship with him dating back to your years with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I just think it makes too much sense given how much he's probably going to command on the market that you, you do your best to bring this guy back. And not to mention, too, like you you draw comps to the trade deadline and we heard that Calgary was sniffing around. And who was the GM of the Calgary Flames? Brad Living, right? Yeah, that's right. There was rumors about uh, them wanting him in Calgary. Uh, it's tough to get deals done, tough to get trades done. And, you know, every time a team wants a guy doesn't mean they get him. He ended up in Toronto and I think things... Uh, went well there. I mean, he was what they wanted. He was what they needed and he provided what they asked from him and, and, and why they brought him in. Uh, he, he produced. So I would think they're trying to get a deal done with him. I would, I believe that Luke is, is open to it, of course. And, you know, both parties need to get together and, and figure out term and money. And, you know, the first thing is deciding if both of them want to get it done and then you take it to the next step. So I think they're kind of in the, in the beginning stages of that and we'll see if tree living can get something done. But, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure what number uh, Luke would command and, and what kind of term. But again, they need a guy like him. And I think they can move some pieces around it and certainly make it work. Yeah, we're not going to throw out numbers on this show, but I think he's uh, due an upgrade in wage considering what he's done the last couple of years. Like he's really found his game. Uh, I thought, again, he was great in the playoffs. And now, like th- this isn't just a one off like him and Quinn Hughes were a thing. Then Morgan Riley in Toronto. He seems to bring the best set of a player. And again, I just love the way this guy plays when it matters most in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'm really, really hoping for our sake and for Toronto's sake, Luke Shen can resign. But very thankful of him making some time here in his offseason. And thanks to you for hooking that up, Rosie. Luke Shen is one of our favorites on the show. Yeah, you bet. And like you said, he makes guys around him better. And that's an asset that's very hard to get. It's very valuable. And if you can if you can sign a guy who who fills a hole and also elevates a guy like Morgan Riley's game and, and gives him some confidence, I mean, that's worth its weight in gold. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with the back end here in the coming weeks. With that in mind, I will bid you farewell for today's show. Again, we're going to be with you Monday through Friday, uh, all the way until July 2nd. So rest assured, anything that happens in Leafsland, we'll have you covered. We're promising a couple of big-time interviews, we hope, over the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, uh, Over in addition, of course, to Luke Shen, who you heard today. So that's Shea Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thank you to everybody in the chat. 
Thanks you. Uh, thank you again to Luke Shen, producer Aaron. Fantastic job. And we'll talk on Wednesday. Take care.